day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode eight of Shop Talk. You guys voted and wanted us to recap 210, The Dark Side, and 211, Day of Death. I mean, I knew at some point we'd covered these episodes. Like, how could we not? They're, you know, great storylines, Chenford crumbs. You know, we have all right. the Rosalind Dyer stuff. But watching them again, I just realized how great it was. And, like, it helped me put the pieces together from the, like, season premiere this past season. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Rosalind was, like, a hardened criminal who felt nothing but proud. And you could definitely tell it was, like, eerie but it was interesting. So get ready for all the fields, guys, because it is going to be jam-packed. Um, as usual, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jennifer, and I'm joined by Carrie. Hi, guys. So we're officially on hiatus for The Rookie. Well, it's sad. It's also kind of nice to have, like, this break from new episodes, but, you know, we can rewatch and chat about old episodes and bask in our feelings and talk about anything else so yeah we do have a little bit of news um you guys may have seen a tweet going around from emily nye on twitter she had put together a rewatch event for the rookie starting on june 12th so you can like live tweet all summer long from the very first episode and she has said like there'll be two episodes each day back to back like every saturday and sunday um, and she gave two time slots, so 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be fun to rewatch those episodes, like to rewatch episodes. Yeah, for sure. I'm interested to see like people, like you know, people tweeting about it too. Like that's well, and like usually during hiatus is when people. I mean, not just during hiatus, but mostly is when like people will find the show to start watching and then they catch up. So it'll be cool to see, you know, like ever like if there's any new fans that come into the fandom i'm like so. this close to convincing my friend Kristen to watch it so like you need to like i know. don't know how know. she isn't already so we <laughs> kind of called you out um but yeah speaking of tweets though you guys might have also seen um eric's tweet which was really cool i mean like we're still like flipping out over that yeah. to be honest we will be for a long um, but it was just really nice of him yeah no it was just like so nice of him and so like I mean like he was liking other tweets of like you know mm-hmm. it's so great that actors support fans you know and like vice versa and I'm yeah. like oh my gosh like it was just so cool so we have the best cast yeah. I mean they are mm-hmm. just so interactive with fans and heck they even like get in on our clownery too yeah I mean, weren't you watching uh-huh. an Instagram story or something and or like an Instagram live from before and yes when it's something out yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was watching it was the IG live that um it was well it was Eric and Rosalind um then Melissa joined them and in the very beginning he was just talking about how like the set is always like really like a fun time and he was like and Melissa and I are like such clowns like all the time like you know joking around but I was like huh hearing that now <laughs> like <laughs> makes me think of oh okay yeah Chenford fans we are kind of clowns too yeah so, makes sense that the two uh two captains leading the ship now are yeah too. wasn't that also the um the Instagram live where Melissa was like I see them as brother and sister 
Um, that was where, well, no, that was, she was on an IG, this is, like, probably weird that I, like, remember this, but, um, she was on an an Instagram live with Titus when she said that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, Eric was just, like, you know, ragging on her about that Mm -hmm. in their Instagram live, so. I just remember her calling them, like, or saying, I think they're more, like, brother and sister, so Mm -hmm. that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but I think we should jump right into the episode because since we're covering 210 and 211, this outline that we have is 15 pages long. It's the longest yeah. one yet, guys. But also, to be fair, like we're covering the two episodes, and so, like, you know, it's double what our normal one is. So buckle up because it's going to be a long one. So we'll start off with 210, um, just because that kind of starts everything off, obviously. Um, and we kind of start off with Nolan, Armstrong, and Ro- Roslyn. Like, that's, um, like, the main storyline in 210. So we learn a little backstory on Armstrong. His wife was a teacher, and, you know, she passed away about, like, five years ago. Um, and then we see, like, prison officers patting down Roslyn and getting her ready to transport all of this is kind of happening as we get a great voiceover from Gray at roll call yeah um and I know I've said it before but I just love the voiceovers like I like when they do the voiceover and then they're showing like they're like jumping back from scene to scene so um ADA's Sean Del Monte is back which is a nice like I you know I mean it wasn't hard to like kind of remember who he is and like his personality because we had just seen him so but um we find out you know that in 2015 roslyn was convicted in the torture and mutilation killings of seven individuals but armstrong states that there's evidence body count is estimated to be a lot higher and so you know she's agreed to show them the location of three victims whose bodies weren't recovered to commute her sentence from death to life to life without parole but you know obviously the officers uh tos and rookies included have questions about what she's getting out of this and why they're giving her the break so we get like tim was like why the hell are we giving her this break yeah it's just not happening and And nolan like of course had the first question of like so what is she getting out of this right um but we get another great voiceover as we see Nolan like giving a criminal to the transport team they're getting ready to welcome Roslyn in which means they have to like get everyone else out um and Nolan checks in on Armstrong like after you know the voiceover and they're definitely like closer um than like Tim and Armstrong are or you know Nyla and Armstrong so we see their relationship grow throughout season two um and obviously by these episodes we were kind of like in the middle of season two so you know we had seen more growth from Nolan but then like also you know Nyla had came in in season two like there was quite a few new characters that Nolan was introduced to in season two so Armstrong had worked on Roslyn's case he led a task force that caught Roslyn and for two years, they pulled on every desperate thread, praying that they wouldn't have to stand over another mutilated body. So, you know, Armstrong isn't happy because, you know, he's being kind of dragged back into this. So 
Uh, he does give Nolan one piece of advice though and says don't try to figure her out because therein lies the madness and is there any real rationale why someone would take off a person's hands or pour, pour boiling oil down someone's throat and he says you know you don't want to know what's in Rosalind's head and you don't want her in yours I mean it was interesting that he gave Nolan this advice like not so much because Nolan like you know didn't know what to expect I mean he didn't he's a rookie but the fact that he had said like don't let her get into your head and you don't want to be in hers or vice versa like because that is Nolan like he tries to figure out the criminals and the suspects right right so I just thought it was kind of ironic in a way I forget like how much Armstrong and Nolan had like worked together before this so, you know, like maybe he knew the kind of Nolan's personality, but I just thought it was ironic and like definitely something that Nolan needed to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Rosalind arrives at the district and Sergeant Hernandez gives Gray a rundown. This is a sassy sergeant. Like I need to know, are all sergeants sassy? I mean, they have to be to some capacity, right? Yeah, just Gray with the with the paperwork was just yeah fantastic but like along with the paperwork he gives him a sworn affidavit too and grace like why am i signing this like what is this and hernandez says like it's so that i'm not held responsible and i'm transferring custody over to you and then yeah. like we see harper nolan and chen go to like take her out of the chair like help her out the music yeah. that is playing is so eerie. Like throughout this episode and to eleven, like the music was on point mm-hmm. in yeah. every scene. Um, but you know, like she kind of gets up from the chair and he like catches her before she falls. And you know, there's like a little tension with his hand on her arm and everything like that. But suddenly it's broken for a minute when Sergeant Hernandez is like, "Want us to leave the chair?" That requires more paperwork. And Gray just looks at him and he's like, no, he is the yeah. sassy comic relief that we need. I mean, yeah. like we've said before, the show is intense, but it doesn't get as intense in terms of like cases. There are right. some cases that do get intense, but like, I mean, like blood and like gore stuff, like it doesn't get that intense. And so even just to have like Gray be that small comic relief is great. So then, you know, he says, like, get ready to head out, get her ready to head out on the train that we'll be searching. And so Nyla's patting her down. Rosalind starts talking about her past and how she takes pride in her work. She it just does it so casually. Yeah. It absolutely kills me every time. That she she is so like the queen of small talk. Like, she just will go from her past to it's a beautiful day out, you know? Like, what a great day for a hike. And it's just like, she there's no line like that line is very blurred for her so then you know we see she gets a bullet for bulletproof vest and you know nyla says it's in order to prepare for trouble so everyone's kind of like on edge with her like as they're going to the um like park that they're gonna go and search uh or the trail but she starts asking nick if he's dating anyone and continues to go on before nolan shuts down and then she lets out this line and says, he must not know what she did to catch me. 
the looks from nolan and armstrong i mean nolan's eyes went wide and armstrong just looked at her like don't say another word because i have the ada in here too it was so interesting and at this point i'm just like "Ooh, i'm intrigued like tell me more um but they get to the location and you know as she gets out of the van the earring music starts playing again and she looks up at that helicopter with like a smug look on her face and just it, it looks it screams creepy yet proud yeah she's so, so like she's so glad that the you know like the news the news still made it there yeah. even though they they you know they took the time to put out a decoy vehicle and everything guys like they had it all planned out and still the press is there because it's Rosalind Dyer so but um like I said before like she's the queen of small talk that's and it's meaningless yet so meaningful at the same time because she kind of drops these little like hints and these little nuggets in there but yet again she can just say like it's a beautiful day out for a hike like and that's like the most meaningless thing when you're in that situation so right. uh and as they're walking, you know, like they're walking kind of uphill, Nolan asks her how she carried a body all the way up here. And she said, he was still alive when we were coming up. He thought we were going on a picnic, but she had ulterior motives, obviously. So again, it's just like the way that she delivers this line, like there's no guilt in her voice. Like it's just, yeah. she acts like she's talking to like her best friend about it. Mm-hmm. Um. But Delmani asks how much further, and she just says innocently, always, and just keeps going. So she's enjoying the hike, and Delmani reminds Armstrong that as long as three families get closure, like that's all that matters. I mean, I felt for Armstrong in this because, like, he was the one that worked more so on her case than, like, obviously Delmani did. So he's gonna have more attachment to it. Um, but you know, Armstrong thinks that Delmani has other motives since he's running for DA next year and I mean it's kind of obvious that he does a little bit like you know yeah yes he's in it for these families but he's also in it to make himself look good so um and no one takes like they stop for a drink of water and just to like rest for a minute and no one takes Rosalind's handcuffs off um and she kind of just like she kills him with kindness or is trying to at least and he says like don't mistake it i'm just trying not to get a charge lodged against me i mean especially when he's a rookie like yeah he has to be careful but and then she was like it's ironic how you would think i would like put a charge on you i mean yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past her yeah so but then like as they're standing there no one thinks that he's seen movement and then shots start getting fired so you know we have that um delmani is shot and everyone splits up and lucy and tim tim tells lucy like flank him and so they like separate mm -hmm. and then um come at him i've seen that like i mean i've obviously i've watched this episode a lot but i finally like just this time rewatching, finally heard what tim said like i didn't know why i couldn't figure out flank for the life of me but i couldn't until now i only picked up on it because uh my captions had it so oh see i never watch things with captions i should probably start doing that yeah that would be helpful i'm sure <laughs> 
I really want just watch stuff with captions like for when music plays because it'll say like music playing or whatever. Oh, it'll tell you the song. Sometimes, sometimes. But I also just I watch captions, that. watch it with captions because like I will miss things. So yeah. But anyway, um, as Rosalind's in the van, like watching the shooter get cuffed because they they find him. Um, and they find out that the shooter is, you know, just trying to get revenge on her for killing um, his wife. The eerie music plays for a second time. Um, and, you know, she's just like watching again with that smug look on her face. And the way that the camera like cut it, it almost made it look like Nolan looked at her, you know, like mm-hmm. they were looking at each other. So. Um, but Nyla says, you know, they should continue the search because they're all the way out there. If they come back another day, like it's just going to be more news, more, you know, people out to get revenge, all of that. So Rosalind is wondering why Nolan saved him, you know, as they continue on this uh, journey. And he says, it's my job. I don't get to choose who I save. Yeah. That like reminded me of Tim's line from that season one episode where he was telling Lucy that. They don't get to choose who they serve and who they yeah. protect. I'm like, I just realized that random parallel yeah. kind of. But then Rosalind and everyone arrive at the first uh, burial location and she talks about how it happened and what she did. Again, she's just so like nonchalant about it. Yeah, wasn't she talking to Nyla and she was like, they were drinking, like they were having iced tea or something yeah. while she was taking off his hands. Like, yeah, and she like oh put something in his drink, and it, I was just like, I don't know. Okay, so I liked La Fiera, um, you know, up until she kidnapped Angela Lopez, right, um, right, and she was a criminal that like we weren't supposed to like, but we did kind of. Yes, Laslin. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that with too. Like I like her because she's just so interesting and I feel like complex. Yeah. I'm just like, like when Lucy, well, I'll mention it, but like when Lucy talks about like the psychology, like that's mm-hmm. what I'm interested in when it comes to, to people like that. So yeah. just like the way they do things and why is always interesting for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, she talks about the mutilation and the day of death for this guy that they're digging up. Um, and it was the first day that her and Armstrong met. So she, like, they met and then she went up to that location to, like, celebrate is how she explained it. Um, and Nolan uncovers the first body. It, it checks with, you know, um, what she was telling them. But then Jackson uncovers a second. And it's, like, the body is much, like, fresh, like, fresher. Um, and six yeah. months newer maybe nine months like the burial site's fresh too mm-hmm. um, and so everyone just turns back to Rosalind and she says it's not her remember I've been in prison for five years but um, when they turned back like it was just such a good like squad shot of all of yeah them. no it was yeah yeah um, but you know we've seen like back at the district Nolan Harper Lopez, Armstrong, and Gray are all talking, and they said it's it's a possibility that she's working with someone, but she shouldn't have contact with anyone in the outside world. So it's still it's a mystery. But Armstrong says, you know, this was coordinated from the very beginning. She's been playing them since Del Monte made the deal. She just wants attention. So the team again, Nola, Nolan, Harper, Armstrong, and Gray, 
are looking at Rosalind in the holding room and she doesn't even look an ounce of guilty. She's very calm and Armstrong points out that's what not having a conscience gets you. Yep. Um, but, you know, Delmani comes in and says her cell at the prison is being taken down to the suds. There's no evidence yet, but, you know, that she's had like a single visit or any contact with the outside world other than her lawyer since she's been inside. And then someone, you know, says like, well, could the inside guy be her lawyer? And Delmani says, I know him. He's a straight shooter. Like he wouldn't be the go-between. And so, you know, Rosalind's been working on this for over a year. She wouldn't leave breadcrumb behind. So Armstrong says he'll take a run at her. And he's just so close to this. I mean, I get it. And I get why he's like wanting to, you know, be the head guy on this, but it's also like, you're too close to it and she knows that you're too close to it so armstrong approaches Rosalind, and they attempt to talk but she shuts him down like right away and she says she wants to talk to no yeah (laughs) she says she wants to talk to nolan or the boy scout as she calls him yep so we have that nolan's kind of like shocked but he goes into the holding room and it seems a little uneasy but she says, you know, the best part about getting caught is reliving every detail with Nick. And the team just watches this conversation with Beta Breath. Like, it kind of stays on the team, stays mostly on Armstrong. But we have that voiceover, and then, like, it kind of cut back to Nolan sometimes, too. Yep. And so, you know, Nolan gets right to the point. You know, again, he's not going to beat around the bush, asking who killed the women that they, who killed the woman that they found. But in true Rosalind fashion, she wants to derail the conversation every chance that she gets. So, you know, he gets up to leave and, you know, he says, I'm going back to work. You have someone give me a shout when you're done pleasuring yourself. And just as he's walking away, Rosalind calls out and asks him, like, about the body that they found. She wants to know more and, like, how she died. Um, She's not saying that she'll help him, but, you know, she wants to know a little bit more. So as soon as he shared something, he turns the tables back on her and wants her to share something. And she says, slow down, Officer Nolan. We're still on the floor play stage. Well, then tease me with something. This whole interaction is very awkward, yet to the point. And so Nolan doesn't want to mess around. And Rosalind's just getting a rise out of this. There was so much character growth. I mean, not even like growth in Nolan here, because like we we knew how he was with criminals and like suspects before yeah but, there's like a whole other level because like yeah serial killer but he's like being way more serious about it than just like keep asking questions you know like he was straight to the point did not like beat around the bush you know whereas like with other uh criminals and stuff like he'll ask a few questions before like he gets to the point so um, but you know he's tired of Rosalind jerking them around he lays down the law and says now are you going to give us something real or are we shipping you back to prison because I'm good either way and that's when she finally cooperates um, but you know she wants no one to ask Armstrong if she was worth it and you know like so we cut to them in the roll-up bay and he took on the case when we find out he took on the case when his wife was sick and dying and armstrong wasn't there the day his wife died so he put his so essentially he put his relationship over like he put work over his relationship and wife 
um which i get that feeling from him like even if we didn't know that i would definitely like i could definitely tell that he was very serious about his work yeah so um but you know she like armstrong approaches Rosalind again and says catching you was worth everything it cost me that line was like bone chilling but it also like drop the mic moment yeah but it also felt good for him like good to hear him say so the team watches footage of uh like the crime scene unit examining the second body and they look at the tattoo on her ribs because at this point they know that there was a tattoo on that first victim that jackson had found and so you know they said they were reading it and they were like well the numbers could be di- could be a date and then dod is day of death so you know they've kind of put two and two together at this point when the second body like has a tattoo that's three months after that first one and so you know it turns out someone's killed every three months to the day so june 8th september 8th and then the next one is december 8th so they have like just a short amount of time to find this next victim but Rosalind shares that her friend already has their next victim and she says it's a ritual that has to be followed um just as a side note like can we assume that all of Rosalind's victims were males while the second killer's victims were all female I mean all of Caleb's were women at least as far as we know yeah um Rosalind had she had that like professor guy yeah she had the one woman though that was the guy that was trying to kill her his wife oh yeah one of her victims but yes for the most part i think they were mostly yeah that like that's interesting to note too because it's like what else were they doing with these victims um but you know armstrong is set to go to the prison with lucy and tim to see if he can dig up anything while harper and nolan are going down to the morgue to id the bodies and hopefully predict the third so they figure out the two female victims could have been tortured and suffocated at the old zoo which is abandoned isolated and close to the two burial sites so that's something to just you know pluck away um but then armstrong lucy and tim are looking through the books that Rosalind borrowed from the library and returned because there was nothing in her cell but they said armstrong had said you know she was a she was a reader so where are all of the books that she had and did they decode a book uh, they decode a book and get a code um which turns out to be a name name brian coleman so the three raid brian coleman's house they find a wall with pictures and red paint all over them reading you failed her it turns out to be armstrong's wife and that was kind of like a decoy like throwing them off of the trail like from what they were looking for before but also just torturing armstrong yeah, in the process also, yeah, yeah. um but you know then we see harper and nolan arrive at the old zoo and they breach an old little cabin on the grounds and it's just them not scared or worried at all you know i just like how nyla was like and whatever you do don't shoot me yeah <laughs> and then nolan repeated it back like okay count to five don't shoot you got it well well, i had to remember that like they just met like 
nine episodes ago or whatever you know so like they were still new to working with each other like six episodes yeah yeah like they were still new to working with each other so you know I mean at this point she did not know how to how he would handle himself um I mean she knew a little bit but not like to the full extent so yeah it just not scary at all but you know Harper finds the next victim handcuffed to the bed she's pretty out of it and she's already tattooed like it's a fresh tattoo and Nolan sees the suspect on the other side of the window and then like chases him out and jumps down into like some underground bunker thing to chase the suspect um but you know as he's surveying this underground bunker that's when he gets attacked and like beat up who by the guy who is in a mask a creepy one but you know he he really does a number on Nolan, like even putting his head underwater for quite some time, bringing him like out of the water and then like putting him back under until Nyla comes and scares the like attacker off. So then like they're locked in this underground bunker thing, but they're okay because the next scene or two, like we cut and see them back at the district. So, cause I think they had backup real, like coming soon. So yeah. But then, you know, we find out Nora Valdez, the woman that Harper and Nolan rescued, is going to be okay. Meanwhile, Brian Coleman, or so they think, is still out there. But his face is everywhere, so it's only a matter of time before he's caught. I mean, his, like, actual mugshot, yes, is out there. But, like, not the dude in the mask that they chased. No. Yeah. So... They don't, you know, they don't know that yet. Just like when we first watched it, we didn't know that yet. Yep. But. Yep. It's definitely different, like watching these like uh, crime scenes back. Cause I'm like, oh, well, we already know like what's going to happen versus the first time when we watched it, we had no idea. But, mm-hmm. you know, Nolan and Armstrong are sitting together and Nolan imparts some wisdom onto him and says, you know, like everything's going to be okay. Like you have to like separate yourself. But, um, you know, like Gray walks up and says the crime scene unit just found another body under the cabin at the zoo. And Nolan says, like, is it another one of our victims? And Gray's like, not quite. It's Brian Coleman. So his identity has been stolen. Um, So basically the mugshot that they had out, it's like inadmissible because the guy's gone. So they're, yeah. But um, so that's kind of the end of like the whole Nolan Gray Roslyn stuff for 210. Um, yeah. It was a big storyline like for them. But it was. And I liked how they like ended, at least for like their storyline on Nolan yeah. just being like, well, if he's dead, who the hell tried to kill me? Yeah. Like poor Nolan. He just always gets himself in so many situations. He does. He does. Yeah. So now we have the chenford of it all yep no chenford and caleb not fan guys nobody is though um no but anyhow so we start off um like jennifer was saying earlier um armstrong's actually out with nolan um west and chen and they're all just like chatting they're at um a bar and well, they first talk about like how it is um, with Jackson dating a celebrity with, um, what's, oh my gosh, what's his name? Sterling. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, 
yeah and he's you know like Jackson's like oh it's great like you know he he's like living his best life meanwhile Lucy's just like I'm happy for you but men suck yeah. <laughs> and Nolan's like ouch Nolan's Tip. face though when he when uh-huh. she said that it was like try not like make it so obvious that you guys had dated please yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and Lucy clarifies saying the single men in LA suck every time I go out on a date and they find out I'm a cop they get freaked out and then Armstrong this is like well knowing what we know now obviously we don't like Armstrong's character but like yeah. this is like the one piece of advice he like had that was um, good that I thought was good yeah besides um, the whole he, like don't let Rosalind get into your head but oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah um he was like look those aren't men those are boys real men are not afraid of strong women like you know who's not afraid of Lucy Chen Tim Bradford guys just saying it was only a matter of time I mean just saying I'm sorry know. I could not put that in there <laughs> um, and, but he also says that like dating a civilian is a bad idea and then poor Lucy she's like I was told dating cops was a mistake what am I supposed to do join a nunnery sister officer Lucy Jen <laughs> like I don't know that was just so funny I would like, like to see her try like with her like job I would like to see her yeah mm-hmm. yeah no it'd be absolutely oh my gosh hilarious like spinoff series guys yeah <laughs> um no but it was just like so cool to see all of them hang out after shift and like like we said earlier Armstrong before you know we know everything about him made some good points and then as they're talking Lucy offers to go get them um, another round of drinks and that's where she runs into well she doesn't know that it's Caleb yet they haven't formally introduced themselves but that's where we first see uh Caleb Wright um he is played by Michael Cassidy um he was also on the OC guys um in case y'all didn't know that but um it was just cool to see him on screen again even if he is playing a serial killer he Um, played a good serial killer like yeah no he did didn't come across as that right at first so no yeah um and then I don't know like I just want to know if Caleb already knew that Lucy was a cop since we find out in the next episode that he was at the bar like scoping out Armstrong who's a detective so I didn't know oh yeah if, like, he already knew I don't know I'm just I'm just now like coming across that as I was doing the rewatch for today well, because he found out like after the facts like you know when she arrested oh yeah that's like, true sorry oh like, yeah surprised but uh-huh. when I don't know like because the bar was kind of busy like did he see Armstrong or did he just know that Armstrong like frequents there and so he's like you know maybe I'll catch Armstrong but Mm -hmm. you know like if he saw Armstrong I mean would he have just guessed that she was a cop too like anyone that he's sitting with I don't know um and then I just, I mean, she just said, like, sorry, and, you know, Melissa's Canadian, so it always sounds, like, different each time she says it, I just thought, like, the, yeah, it was just the cutest thing, like, every single, she was, like, sorry, 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 and then, like, she was trying to have this, you know, like, flirtatious conversation with Caleb, yeah, um, and all she can see is, you know, this other guy is, um, 
stealing the word pick, yeah pickpocketing people um yeah. ooh, try and say, try saying that three times fast you can't do it no. um but yeah so she's like focused on that she's trying to and she's like oh sorry and then she takes off you know obviously gets this guy and <laughs> like jennifer said the surprise i'm a cop and then just cue the theme song she was just like it. so like innocent like mm-hmm. and kind of shy about it i loved it yeah yeah no it was so good um and so that's kind of like the opening there and then obviously jennifer had mentioned they you know they talk about why everything's happening at the district um they're bringing in Rosalind. And Lucy is, like, kind of geeking out over the psychology of everything. Um, I mean, like, same. Um, Because, like, obviously, as she explains to Jackson, who's like, can you say that in English, please? Just basically that, um, like, psychopaths or sociopaths don't feel like normal humans do because they don't, like, once that part of your brain, the amygdala, is, like, compromised it can cause an inability to be empathetic um which is obviously a like a regular human trait um which these serial killers do not have and so after that we see lucy and tim just like i don't know if they're walking to somewhere or if it was just supposed to be setting up this next scene they're just walking down like the hallway um and Lucy was saying how she was in college when they found the first victim. And then, like, I was trying to figure out if that tracked or not, like, with her age. Because if she's 28 mm. in... She'd be 25 in 2015. Yeah. You could have been, like, you know, like, she took a break or something between high school and college. Yeah. yeah or or did she like... mean the academy? Because know. at this point, we're in season two. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's probably not important, but just like, yeah. I don't know. I was just curious. He caught on um, to that too. Yeah. Um, poor Tim, he shares that he was um, at one of the scenes and that he should have listened when Homicide told him not to look at one of the bodies because like no one, as Armstrong said, like no one wants that in their head. Like, so um, like I said, this sets up the next scene where hi it's Caleb again um and I just noticed on like this rewatch that I did that when Caleb comes up and like Lucy's like remembering oh duh it's Caleb met him at the bar last night Mm -hmm. she actually looks at Tim first as if like her eyes shift over to Tim first as opposed to like just keeping um eye contact with Caleb and (laughs) Tim's face oh my gosh he like Caleb hasn't even been there for like five seconds and Tim's already like make you know like that smirk or not smirk emoji the the like side eye one you know that just looks like a person frowning um yeah that's that's like Tim yeah scene he was so sassy throughout all of this it was like yes Tim go off Mm -hmm. yeah because he you know Caleb was trying to like say you know yeah yeah um before you know he had a chance to ask for Lucy's number and Tim's like we don't call them perps like he just does not care like and but like then Lucy kind of gives him a look like 
can you not or like you know stop for a sec so she seems to kind of be interested in you know like what Caleb's trying to ask her sort of um and so like when Lucy kind of looks back at him he like I don't know just bravo to Eric Winter once again for being the king of micro expressions because when Lucy looks back at Tim his eyebrows kind of furrow slightly um because he's just so like he's just so confused he's like what the heck is going on like why like why I mean like probably fans like probably the first time at least I know the first time when I was watching it I was like Tim's kind of like a third wheel there like why is he still just standing in the center of this conversation like literally yeah um and so Caleb like has his information written down gonna give it to Lucy Tim just snatches the darn thing out of his hand before it even makes it over to Lucy like he just I mean like I said he just does not care yeah and um he's like you got a last name there Caleb like he says his name like he's just so with like such disdain yeah um and Caleb make sure to point out it's right with the W mm-hmm. and him being ever so sassy just like doesn't really acknowledge that he just like keeps going with like these questions he's like and what yeah. do you do if you say screenwriter you're going in a cell yeah like okay. and he like kind of like rolled his eyes and like you know kind of gestured his head that way and I was just like dude be louder please you're so <laughs> sweetie yeah and I just like how Lucy was like apologizing for Tim though like if this was taken like in any other scenario it'd be like if someone was trying to like hit on you when you're already like in a relationship you know what I mean yeah. so like yeah. there you go um but she's like I'm sorry about him and Tim again looks at her like oh I probably shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. but when he turns around like as Caleb you know is like that's fine you know nice meeting you da 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 he finally leaves um when Tim turns around he like has the little like smile thing that he does because he's like so sure that Lucy doesn't want the paper you know like he's right you know that Caleb's just gonna be this random person Mm -hmm. no Lucy gives him a look like give me the paper and his like his he just looks at her and he's like what like he like he is so clueless but not really like yeah. he had to have known what he was doing oh he definitely um, did he definitely did yeah well and then she's just like what the heck she's like storming off frustrated like hello someone needs to tell them that they're already in their relationship thank you that's all Seriously. um yeah and so the next kind of well I'll talk about the next time we actually see them on screen but like bonus fun fact if like that scene where they're going to transport Rosalind out to the uh like hillside to go you know search for these bodies um that's the scene where Eric's behind the scenes video of him singing in the shop uh that Melissa recorded was like yeah uh, taped so that's always fun guys okay I just Um, thought this did Caleb know that Rosalind was gonna be there that day or was already there I don't know you know like how much did he know about her like did he know I'm sure that he knew that like he had to have if he stole the other person's identity to get inside the prison for well that and like 
he was keeping tabs on Armstrong like mm-hmm. you know but then also I mean how did they have any like communication well she was at the Wilshire district I mean I wonder if they did because at some point like would he have had to tell Rosalind about Armstrong and like you know kind of give her an update like there's so much extra like backstory yeah. so that's true you know, I didn't even think about, about that, that. Um, so the next time we see, um, Tim and Lucy, Lucy is looking up Caleb's social media pages and Tim's noticing, um, like, cause they're driving the transport, um, Rosalind has an escort. And so he's just like, gives her another side eye. Obviously it's, you know, like jealous Tim, but he's, you know, playing it off with going all, you know, tough T.O. routine on her and is like, will you get your head in the game? Like today's the most dangerous day you'll ever spend on the job like hello foreshadowing he literally he only wants what's best for her like that's the cutest thing ever yeah no that's true um and then as they're once we get there we cut to they are all walking Rosalind's leading them to the body um Lucy and Tim being in the front of the line like walking side by side they're just cute I just that's just cute um and I like how they kind of had, like, in the episode anyway, in that specific scene, like, they cut to, you know, Armstrong and Del Monte had a, you know, quick conversation. Nolan and Rosalind had a quick conversation. Lucy and Tim had this quick conversation Yeah. of, you know, is, he was like, okay, you've met the monster. Is she any scarier in the light of day? Um, and Lucy just, like, I mean, she answers him, but then she also is, you know, curious as always of like, mm-hmm. well, maybe there's a play that we're not seeing. Like, like a little again, naive too. Shadowing. Yeah. Naive uh-huh. too. Yeah. Um, and then just like the teeniest, tiniest moment. I just love like how she just offers him water and, she, and he's like, no, I'm good. But it's just nice. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, but like Jennifer said, they once the shots are fired um tim and lucy go to flank and they move to take down the shooter i just thought it was interesting how lucy's first inclination was to think that the guy was trying to free rosalind yeah um and he was like no i'm trying to kill her and so i kind of like wondered if tim's you know like always have cop eyes or like earlier in the season he was like our default has to be suspicion not compassion Uh so like I kind of wonder if that is like a part of it or if it was just I don't know if it's just like good writing or what I don't know I I feel like that I feel like that kind of played into it like she was kind of on edge of are you trying to free her I mean Mm -hmm. like what's your alter like what's your motive here so Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because of this, um, like they've she's been on the job to where like she's seen a lot of stuff. I mean that is right. what she'll see in the next episode, but you know, like she's right. been through a lot. So yeah, definitely. Um, and then they like share a little look at the end, which I thought was nice before they um haul the guy away. And again, like part two of Tim being jealous about Lucy's social media stalking of Caleb because they're in the elevator going down to the morgue 
Um, and Tim once again asks her, like, what are you doing? Um, he can kind of see, he like bends to kind of see what is on uh, her phone and it's Caleb playing with the dog. Tim being ever so sassy is like 10 bucks. That's not even his dog. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering though, like, obviously like later we find out that the profiles are going to be taken down so like did Caleb really go to like all this trouble to like create all these things or was it just like I don't know or was it just like actual like social media for him before he decided to it could have been like actual and he you know maybe he didn't post a lot you know like maybe he just had five posts or whatever because I don't see him like going to the lengths of creating it just to like show her something because he originally didn't even go to like meet her that's true so that's true yeah I don't know I just yeah it's just all little things Um, to think about yeah Mm -hmm. um I just don't I mean they have to go to the morgue like that's no fun um but it was nice of Tim to give Lucy the like whatever stuff they put under their nose so then well, they... his line like when they walked out he's like hope you had a light breakfast or whatever and I was just like oh my god another sassy Tim moment and he just yeah, like like, he... S- like smart mm-hmm. yep he always had to have the last like the last word mm-hmm. um and then like when they were examining the body they didn't have to stand that close to each other but I'm so glad they did like thank you Jennifer for that moment um and I didn't know if it was like supposed to be like ironic that they're the ones that find the tattoo on the victim or what. But that's, how, that's how they find out about the um, DOD or day of death. Well, uh, and then he said like, you know, DOD is day of death. Like she didn't even point that out at first. So, and then we know, you know, like in later episodes, he brings up day of death again. So he could have been like, it could have been meant to be that way I don't know ironic yeah um and then like you said um they helped Nick turn the prison upside down um to try to figure out what the heck Roslyn's next move is um and then again I wonder if it's like merely a coincidence that Lucy's the one that like deciphers the code even though obviously we now know that Brian Coleman's dead at the end of the episode and like so it's obviously a fake thing and then cut to like well Chenford's end scene I guess for the episode um she's just like casually talking to him about how she'll beat the traffic home if she gets going now um and it's just like nice to hear you know like just normal like conversation between them Oh, and then Tim had to be like, no, that's not what you do. Like, you need to go blow off some steam. During my um, rewatch today, I was yelling like, no, Tim, don't tell her that. But. Yeah, I was, no, yeah. Um, and you could kind of see like Lucy's kind of like mulling over his words a little bit. And before they leave, um, she was like, so as my training officer, you're saying I should go get a drink. Oh. Tim yep he's like maybe even with another human yeah nice job I mean Tim yeah. just say you wanted an invite like right so like, <laughs> drinking like uh, I mean I, I feel like 
on the inside he was kind of like I hope that one day like I get a drink with her or whatever yeah well they already like they had that um maybe like, not one sip of like um you know like yeah, in the vodka and he had corner uh, store or whatever yeah. yeah so like they already know what each other likes to drink just saying yeah um but regardless of our uh chenford dreams those are dashed when we actually cut to the this date with caleb i'm sorry i had to um jennifer's laughing at me um but like so my question is though like how did he get the like whatever you know roofie or like drug like into her line like i kind of i don't know because i know like lucy will like eventually beat herself up over that like yeah. not noticing that but like I just wonder how she could have went to like the bathroom or something yeah that's true because um, like you wouldn't have told the bartender like yo can you put some of this in her drink like right you know, it's right. probably like when she went to the bathroom or like looked away or something he'd slipped it in yeah probably um and so we kind of we see them they're like you know cheersing like everything seems to be going okay um but then we see lucy is obviously not doing well as caleb is like helping her i say that in uh quotes because no not really helping her because she was like this close she was so close to calling an uber guys and then she dropped her phone and he picks it up for her i just face palms so hard yeah like Like, he uh, was so quick on that grab though he just like he picked it up and he obviously he pocketed it um but I mean like no matter how drunk you are don't you ask for your phone back I don't know because I don't I mean like those like I would because I'd be like dude that's my phone yeah I don't know I mean because like that kind of drug I'm sure interacting with alcohol is not you know like makes you deal even more impaired than than usual but like what gets me about this scene is like lucy's so genuine when she's like if you can't tell i had a really good time like she actually she went out on a date she trusted this asshat i am so upset for her poor lucy chen yeah sorry guys i'm just like oh because like then caleb is like me too unfortunately she's like why you wanted to have a bad time and i don't know if it's like just him playing like playing her again or if like he actually has some sort of conscience underneath all that sociopathy um but he's like might make this next part a little easier if they had had a bad time um because he is like kind of walk like walking her um past her car yeah over to his um and which by then like the drugs were hitting her because she didn't even ask like where are we going or whatever so yeah the last thing she said was you you put something in my drink and before she could even like try to get out of there his hand is over her mouth he's tossing her into the trunk of his car i mean that's where we end he had to have known how long it was going to take for those drugs to kick in so you know um what got me was like like you know him just casually walking her i mean i don't know it just oh uh, at some point he has to still have a conscience because like he's he hasn't been doing this for five years like Rosalind was no. so 
you know, I mean, like he's still fairly newer to it. So I'm sure he's not like as jaded and as just like normal about it as Roslyn is, but yeah, it just, I found it interesting how they, um, also like had Lucy kind of crack the code in the Mm -hmm. book, like, and then, you know, we've seen her in the last few episodes, like she was like the chemist and all that. So she's like the little detective, like smarty pants. Yeah. Like she's smart. Yeah. So we just need to, but it just goes to show like this can happen to, you know, like any, any person, um, yeah so that's where they leave off like that's the end of the actual episode is what they leave off with that as um but of course well okay it's not really Lopez is not like the happiest in this episode either but like they're slightly happier um, and they just have like a little pardon yeah um first things first though I just like adore Angela's outfit like I want to know where those leopard leggings are from when she's doing yoga um and then Wesley comes out um and says you know I'm going back to work obviously we find out later that is not where he is actually going but um they showed Angela texting him to check in and you know he types back like everything's good um you know they exchange their love you love you too kind of things um but we then fans see Wesley's actually at a bar um and like he is he has his um anti like anxiety like anti-anxiety medication with him which obviously you don't mix any prescription with alcohol yeah which I'm sure he knows just don't Um, mix drugs with alcohol like I think we've learned that from this episode no matter what drug it is just not even Tylenol just don't just don't because it never ends well well yeah yeah Yeah. um and later when well like the news had like misreported that it was a cop that was shot so that's why Wesley's calling Angela later in the episode because he's like thank god you're okay um but when the tv is on Angela's kind of getting suspicious like oh you have one of those in your office um and so Wesley you know is lying through his teeth um you know gets another drink like he's just he's just struggling um he is just struggling a lot and poor Angela at the and well for them anyway the end of their storyline uh she finds she comes home from her shift finds Wesley passed out on the couch and she like tries to wake him up she's when he finally comes to he's like what the hell were you thinking mixing you know the anxiety medication with alcohol um were you trying to kill yourself and Wesley like honestly says I don't know and so that's where we leave off with them is like Wesley trying to figure everything out like where he is mentally yeah um so we kind of ended 210 not kind of we did with Lucy feeling kidnapped I mean literally the trunk of the car was like being shut down on her um so like we started to 11 with like opening with it um but you know we kind of wanted to cover the Nolan Armstrong and Rosalind stuff because 
it's not i mean it's a lot but like we wanted to save the chenford and lucy of it all like yeah, yeah. well because like in the the rosalind like thing it, yeah it like goes into you know how they kind of figure rosalind out in order yeah. to figure caleb out so yeah. that makes sense so um you know we start we see like nolan's watching the news and the screen switches over to armstrong with the voiceover um and you know like the news reporter saying rosalind dyer wrote five years ago detective armstrong looked into my eyes and fulfilled his darkest fantasy arresting me for playing at slaughter since that moment i've lived in a variety of cells until yesterday the world thought i was trapped inside cinder block walls a prisoner but i've been killing this entire time or this whole time chills like bone chilling because the fact that she like wrote into the news station i think is like what gets me the most when like her like look um when the camera like you know pans over and she's just like staring directly at you know like the security camera quote unquote yeah Um, she's just good at being creepy yeah um all of the criminals on the show are just Mm -hmm. like the actors who play them are just they really get into the role um but then you know we see nolan like looking at the board and having flashbacks to the previous shows he you can definitely tell that he feels like guilty over this like over lucy being kidnapped um and it, it could be because like him and lucy dated in season one so like he feels like so really he feels closer dating, though. I, I mean for the lack of a better word i am That's just true. like even though i really don't want to guys sorry but um but i feel like you know he he's definitely closer with her than he is with jackson so like he feels he feels like tied to this more um and i mean we've seen it like in the last season too where when she was going undercover you know he was like right next to tim so he he'll always like have feelings for her but I mean, against my wishes, he will. You know. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, obviously yeah. they have a they have a good bond because they you know came up through the academy together. Yeah, like the three of them together. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe we just haven't seen Nolan and Jackson work together a lot, like in, like together together, not with anyone else. But I feel like him and Jackson don't really have like like they're friends, but that's about it. Like they don't really like talk a whole lot so yeah i definitely want to see more of that but anyway we see harper and nolan meet up with gray and armstrong and it turns that armstrong is off the case because he's too close to it he was like screaming in gray's office about it they never said it completely like they never said like oh now he's on desk duty but it comes from the chief and it sounds like he is so yeah like it sounds like a serious like yeah for him yeah because he was like what am i gonna do like go like go through the tip line with tim and jackson i mean is that such a bad thing but no but i just like i could just picture like just knowing what we know about tim I yeah think, like i kind of wish we could have seen like one little tiny like snippet, snippet of, tim, of it like, yeah just calling no him, we like, did we did because then when angela brought in wesley wesley was like what can i do and Tim was like, can oh, you, well, yeah, like, like on the phone, but I yeah. mean, yes, no, I will take, I will take Tim's. No, but uh, I thought, didn't he talk to like someone on the phone or something, but it wasn't even like it was for that long. 
So I don't know. But um, they consider talking to Rosalind again, but it can't be Armstrong because like that talks to her it has to be nolan because armstrong is too close to this rosalind knows that and she's just gonna try and play him i mean not that she wouldn't with nolan but like right. nolan won't take it i mean armstrong yeah. won't either but and so this is the part where wasn't he like nyla was there too right and like he was like like, like he was like, like it no. has to be me yeah like he like it's not a it's not a good thing that he's the one that can get close to yeah. a serial killer. Yeah. But. And Nyla was just like, You have a way of talking to people. Like it has to be you. It can be you. And she like reassures him. Um, but you know, then Nolan's like, I'll do anything to find Lucy. Yeah. I mean, that kind of like is his feelings for Lucy completely over at this point? Because that does not scream he's like I'm grace. over her. He's dating Grace. So, yeah, I but like he could still have like residual feelings. I, Lord, I hope not. But Can you not put that in the universe. Cora's okay. I mean, no, but like Nathan was like at the beginning of season two, like in an interview that they all did together, was like, no, there's like nothing like left. Then maybe me. I'm just reading too much into it. Very well could be. But, so, um, but I mean, like, like I said, I just think they have a close bond still. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just reading way too much into it. But Nyla says, you know, like when they're walking um, through the prison to go talk to uh, Rosalind again, Nyla says, even a misleague could be something. What she does not tell us could be just as important as what she does. It's so true. So true. So then Harper and Nolan like come up to her cell, uh, come up to Rosalind's cell at the prison, and she asks about Armstrong, essentially looking for an update on him okay at this oh, point so like Rosalind has a creepy obsession with Armstrong uh-huh. and I just uh, but you know at this point like Nolan's playing the same game and shooting it straighter to Rosalind than before like you know he's he's not gonna totally stoop down to her level but he is like kind of figuring out how she works so Rosalind's been communicating with Caleb through notes hidden in contraband as we find out like the Bovetti chocolate box so no one says they just have to find out who's running the contraband into the prison and while no one's all about it Harper is skeptical she says Idan the major source of the source of a major criminal enterprise is going to take time time that they don't have so then you know no one's like I have an idea let's ask Wesley so they stay at the prison because you know no one says like I'll give you 30 minutes and then after that like your leverage is up so they keep an eye on Nolan on Rosalind Rosalind and then um you know like Harper's like going back and forth getting updates so Tim and Jackson struck out with the contraband smuggler and so now it's up to Nolan to get Rosalind to share something that'll lead to Lucy's kidnapping so yeah right no pressure at all so then harper reassures nolan that he can do this you know like just kind of telling him what he already knows so she reiterates that you know or he uh he reiterates that rosalind's psychopath who enjoys mind games and dismemberment and that's kind of like out of his league but you know no uh harper's like you got this 
So Nolan tells Rosalind to give Caleb to him and she can have control back. So she points out that there's a flaw in his theory and that's time. She said the third grade was never an end game. Rosalind says that someone is the end game, but we don't totally find out. It just cuts Armstrong next. So he's at the cemetery for his wife. Um, and we're just like led to assume that Armstrong is the end game and the next target. So, you know, as he's standing at the grave, the camera is like, it got the side profile of him. Um, and we just see like a body in the corner of the shot. So then like it pans out and we find out it's Caleb and he scared Armstrong who draws his gun. And you know, the first time I watched it, he just yeah. popped out of nowhere. I was like, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. But he tells Armstrong point blank about Lucy, you know, and he says she'll never be found unless Armstrong comes with him. So, you know, like if he does that, then Lucy will be let go. Armstrong, like, while Caleb gives him a choice, Armstrong goes with him reluctantly, but not before Caleb leaves a photo of Lucy at the grave saying, now I have two cops. It doesn't take long for the rest of the team to get to the grave site because like no one had called um armstrong before you know he had seen caleb so it doesn't take them long to get there they're kind of like on his tail now but they are too late because you know armstrong's gone but caleb takes armstrong to the house he armstrong's driving like he's still you know conscious everything like that so you know they come up to the house that you know lucy's at and it turns out that it's rosalind's uncle's house where she scored her first kill so it's like sacred ground or whatever and I just like when Caleb was like telling him that and he was like there's so much about her you don't know and Nick yeah. just fires back with good because I don't want to know like yeah. n- nobody wants that no know that. heck we don't even want to know that and words viewers like but um, Rosalind felt bad that Armstrong missed his wife's death. So she's giving him Lucy's death to make up for it. So, I mean, we knew that like Caleb's third victim was going to be Nora Valdez until like right. that obviously got like scratched. So then right. did Rosalind tell them to go after, tell Caleb to go after Lucy? Or was that all Caleb's doing? I think it was all, well, I mean, it had I'll, to have been all Caleb's about, Yeah. And he's That's just like leaning towards. And he's just blaming Rosalind for like, you know, well, you can watch Lucy's stuff. Like she gave yeah. me that. Well, it's but. like easier, I think, for him, like, even though he wants to take credit for, you know, like all of his doings, I don't really think he'd like he doesn't enjoy explaining himself. So he yeah. just like kind of hefts it all onto Rosalind. Yeah. Yeah, he so was kind of wanting to blame her. her. Um, but, you know, Caleb says after they're supposed to watch Lucy's death, like, Armstrong is going to go into an empty barrel, too. Um, and that's when Nolan and Harper arrive at the house, and they decide they can't wait for a swat. So Nolan takes the front, Nyla goes around to the side or the back, and, you know, he breaches the house. And then Nyla doesn't enter the house, but she shoots Caleb right in the chest, like, through the window. So, you know, like we see Armstrong is sitting down and Caleb like has a gun to him. But, you know, when Caleb goes down, Armstrong, you know, like panics and says, he's the only one who knows where Lucy is. Like 
when Caleb said Lucy's gonna, you know, not have much longer. So then Nolan gets an idea immediately to call Dr. Grace and help get the bullet out because they need to save him um, as much as they don't really want to. But, you know, as Armstrong's trying to get Lucy's location out of Caleb, he won't give anything and Nolan thinks that he was able to block off the bleed until he loses it and Caleb's gone. So Nolan says, you know, the grave has to be fresh still and they'll find her. Um, by this time, the rest of the team like pulls up and, you know, they have like an air, like eyes in the sky. They have like extra units, everything. So Nolan, like they end up finding her um, but there's a lot of ground to cover. So we'll cover that in the Chenford stuff. But um, to kind of finish out all this storyline, Nolan sees Rosalind again at the end and tells her, Caleb said it's over for good. And then Rosalind says, I never showed you where the third burial site is. I can make a new deal. But, and then, you know, Nolan cuts her off and says, they found Caleb's notes and he told them everything. So now mm-hmm. you're just in prison forever. And then, like, foreshadowing, now that we know this now, I mean, we kind of figured it out before, too, because, you know, hello, foreshadowing. But Rosalind was like, I know one last secret about Armstrong, and it's bad. And Nolan, at this point, just is so done with her. He's like, I don't even want to hear it. I don't believe it. Like, I'm not listening to you. And she says, but when you do hear it, I'll be here waiting so that's where we leave off with that and it's just i think like the end like cut to a scene or like a image of her just like watching him walk away and i'm mm-hmm. just oh oh yeah okay so yeah so all of that like we we found out kind of more about Roslyn and like caleb so then you know mm-hmm. it was easier to kind of like put the two and two together when it came to like a Lucy mm-hmm. yeah um so as far as the Lucy storyline goes that's how the episode opens is with um Lucy and they open with the um like Lucy's being tattooed by Caleb um which was like, it was like, I don't know what a good word is to describe it. Like, it wasn't like super difficult to watch, but it was just like, whoa, like, okay, they're like doing impactful scenes, like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, because you see, like, it has, you know, various close ups of um, Lucy's face as she's waking up, kind of coming out of it. Um, and she is on the table he's tattooing her um the camera focuses on Caleb's face um and he just like is so uh not serious but just I mean like he's just he says it with such normalcy he's like yeah you know what it is tell me and Lucy she kind of looks down slightly I don't know if it's like she she had to couldn't have really believe it. it yeah um but she you know looks back up at him as my day of death like she I don't know how to describe how I mean Melissa like delivered that line in a lovely way 
yeah of like kind of it wasn't so much a question as it just was like a shock like oh okay this is actually like happening to her um yeah I also want to know how she still looks like Like flawless even with like yeah I just not important but like good job makeup department so like like uh Lucy Chen's hair down and like wavy slash curly is a whole look that we need to mm-hmm. have more of like obviously not when she's on patrol but like the rookie always does such a good job of like you know weaving in those personal life scenes and like you know them off duty I just need to see more of that look because it's my favorite yeah. when it like looked like her hair was like kind of like with like golden tones in it so I don't know if it was like highlights or what but it was just like Lighting. still yeah. yeah it was still just like really really pretty um so that's kind of cut back to that um from that I mean they go into well they go into Jackson's the one that is like at their apartment um with the coffee yeah and is ready to wake Lucy up um he opens her door sees that her bed hasn't been slept in and he just kind of casually brushes it off he's like oh okay her date went well um and when he it like cuts over he and nolan are talking about it um at the station and i still just love like when nyla comes over um because nolan asks her if she has seen lucy in the locker room and they're just going back and forth they're like if we you know if she's only running late and we you know cause a scene then it's gonna be bad but if we don't and something is happening to her and Nyla just like doesn't even give them a chance to finish their conversation she's just like sergeant like (laughs) get over here Gray this is like important um and I just liked how Sergeant Gray was asking like Jackson if he knew anything about this Caleb person and Tim like jumps in is like no it's Caleb you know Caleb right with a W um and he also like came in clutch with like the medical supply company info and that he you know had seen um his social media pages because um Jen was checking them out earlier and so he and Jackson are assigned together to like go see if they can find it like find those pages unfortunately they are already taken down um so Tim like I don't know you could just see it on his face like Mm -hmm. his face when he realized that oh they haven't heard from Lucy since you know last night his face when he realizes that they can't track him down via social media like he's just so he's already so frustrated about everything yeah and so we cut back to they they have another kind of not slow motion but just you know like a Lucy waking up again um this time she's tied to a chair or well duct taped to a chair I should say um Caleb comes out and is eating he doesn't offer Lucy any food because as he so casually says it's better if your stomach's empty like while you're screaming essentially um is what he implies and he does give her water um although he like gives her like a sip and is like yeah don't get greedy and takes it right away you could um, give her like another sip wouldn't have like mm-hmm. hurt yeah 
Um, and then Lucy kind of isn't, you know, still trying to be in cop mode of trying to figure out like, why is he doing this? Like, is this, you know, she's like, is this why you hit on me at that bar? Why you asked me out so you can make me a victim? Um, and Caleb's ugh, just horrible responses you weren't the target, you were just a happy opportunity. Because mm-hmm. um, like we said earlier, he was actually there scoping out Armstrong. And Lucy asks if he is going to bury her in Rosalind's third uh, unmarked grave. And again, I don't, I mean, just like hats off to Michael Cassidy for acting this so well, but he was just like, I think so. Like he's actually like, it's just yeah. such an easy thing to think about where you're going to put someone's body. Yeah. Um, he's like, I think so. I was going to put Nora in there, but your friend screwed that up. Like, what the heck? And he it's does. Just- he doesn't really like come off as creepy with it. He just comes off yeah. like he's just talking to her, like he's her friend. Right, which is like similar to what we saw earlier with like Rosalind when she was showing them the burial site and stuff. So like I feel like that like kind of played into him, you know, being her protege. Like obviously they, you know, they like have learned from each other and like fed off each other over the last like year that they're unfortunately bonding. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing Lucy tries to ask him is like, why the tattoo? Is it a display of ownership, a control thing? Um, and again, his chilling answer. Um, he's like, no, it's not for me, silly. It's for you to force you to face the truth of your death. It's the gift of something we rarely get in life. Clarity. Like I have no more words. I can't. It. Ugh, I got chills. Like the first I, time I watched. This, I, I didn't watch this episode in a while, but when he said like that, no, it's not for me, silly. It's for you. I like could recite that. Like that uh-huh. one line that I remembered from like the few times that I've watched to this scene because I can't watch it too much. It like it hurts, but. Mm-hmm yeah it was just like wow I mean the impact of that I mean and then even you know just to to force you to face the truth like yeah it just goes to show like the depravity of like these you know kinds of people so like good job writers with all these lines that we love to hate in a way because they're you know painful and not fun but like good just for the overall episode yeah um so lucy like we said like she tries to you know come at him with questions trying to get under his skin he's not falling for it um he you know he's like i know what you're trying to do he's not you know he she's not getting to him though um and it cuts back to Tim it's well it's Tim Jackson like the rest of it like Nolan and everything um Sergeant Gray is kind of talking about how they believe that Caleb is Rosalind's protege and he took Officer Chen um Tim's face guys sad training officer I am over here being sad too like oh my gosh he's just so dejected like he's 
I mean, he looks down like he can't even like look up at anything or anyone anymore. He's just like, oh, yeah, my gosh. Um, so he goes out and he calls Angela. He's like, Lucy's been taken. I need you. And Angela's like, okay, you know, we're on our way. Like best friend gold. No wonder he became her man of honor. Seriously. Um, next season. Well, and just the fact that he was like, I need you. Like mm-hmm. that right there alone. I mean, yeah. they definitely have like an unspoken bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like we see um, like the next time we see him, he comes back in. He kind of. <laughs> I wrote in these notes I was like he looks like he got hit by a bus like he's just so in like so much like pain like you can see that it's like weighing on him that this is happening to his rookie um and this is of course when Nolan is going over Caleb's timeline from abduction to their death um and like I noticed on this rewatch that Tim like looked away from the board when Jackson was like so we have 10 hours to find Lucy like he couldn't even like nope couldn't deal with it no um and the shift from Nyla um like her little spiel about you know she knows she hasn't known Lucy as long as everyone else but she's a fighter and it cuts over to Lucy you know breaking the chair um you know like ready to fight for her life essentially um so brilliant cinematography there um with the you know kind of voiceover again and she just I mean he's like Caleb comes in and he's just like okay like we're you know like we're ready to go like he's so joyous about it and bam Lucy just lands a punch right to his face um knocks him down she unfortunately trips um back as she's trying to um run out of the house um I just thought it like made it more realistic to have her like kind of falter back on her feet a little bit because it's not like it's not a perfect you know scenario where she's gonna run out and like be rescued immediately Mm -hmm. um and then when she does eventually get out the front door um there's just absolute silence when she realizes that she is alone up there there's no one for miles um when she tries to kind of make her way down she trips over she trips over the trip wire um, and lands um, on the gravel. She still gets up though and she's like ready to, you know, ready to fight Caleb for round two. Mm-hmm. Even when he sprays whatever the heck he sprayed in her eyes to make Pepper her. Spray, I think or something. Oh yeah, was it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, whatever. Um, I just also thought it was not funny, but like he was like laughing at her trying to hit him and then bam she gets in a good hit um yeah so good for her um because she's a badass so um she like she was trying to you know like she hit him in the face again um she was trying to you know take her chance and get out Caleb unfortunately um you know catches her knees her in the stomach throws her down on the ground kicks her all before dragging her away by her leg like Watching oh this God. again just like it gave me the feels, and then I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, the parallels to this Chicago PD crossover we have on Wednesday!" Oh gosh, I can't. I I, I don't know why. Yet, so. I don't know why I let 
and I watch these TV shows that like will like hurt me emotionally, mm-hmm. but obviously I love it. So yeah, it makes I good shouldn't TV, question. But it. just like I don't know, like they just did it so well, like that whole mm-hmm. um, like scene because like you see like Lucy every time she like falls or like is taken down she like looks up as if like this time's gonna be different you know like okay I actually am gonna like get out make it work to get out of there yeah nope not that time and she's still like I didn't notice this before on the other four times apparently that I've watched this episode but she um is not actually like fully uh like unconscious when she's dragged away she's like still like yeah a little bit um I mean going in and out kind of but she's still um like somewhat awake mm-hmm. and aware as she's being dragged away she just obviously can't do anything about it because she's been used as a punching bag um so we cut back to um like we said like Angela's arrived um well, Wesley too, but I'll get into that later. Um, but Angela's there, you know, she obviously tries to talk to Tim. Um, he gives his, I don't want to say famous speech, but I mean, kind of, cause like he has like the lip quiver and everything. Like he's so emotional, like delivering this, um, explanation kind of to Angela about, you know, she went out with Caleb because, I told her to and it was like you couldn't have known Tim's obviously like blaming himself like he should have he's a cop he was standing like you know a a few feet away from him and he never saw it coming at all um and then like I had mentioned earlier with like the hesitation on Lucy's part to kind of be like okay maybe I should go out you know with this guy but maybe not I don't really know yeah um Tim now realizes in hindsight like that um Lucy did kind of know that something was kind of off um and he says she hesitated and I pushed her right at him poor Tim oh we not make him like feel bad but also like it gives us such good Tim moments so Mm -hmm. yeah like where's that happy medium yeah um and the next time we see Lucy is unfortunately the barrel scene um I mean it was like beautifully done um Mm -hmm. but still like I have so many I could go like on and on about just like the nuances in which they like go back and forth yeah with each other um Lucy and Caleb but like he like he knows what she's trying to do and he tells her that she is not going to ruin this for him Mm -hmm. Um, she he's like poking her with some kind of I don't know like screwdriver or dagger or knife or something as he's um taking her up this hillside mountain type thing I don't know whatever the heck they have in Los Angeles um and when they stop or she kind of stops um when she realizes that the barrel is like the hole's already been dug the barrel is right there um yeah and she acknowledges that 
you know, he killed the victims first before putting them in the barrel. And he's just like, well, he almost like the way he says it was like almost like he was kind of blaming her, like as if it was her fault that this like he had to do it this way or something, which I didn't like. But um, Lucy defiantly, you know, is like, I'm not getting in there. I mean, just like noticing, like as I was watching the way the camera was, it like made the barrel seem like it was as tall as she was. Like it was so, like just the difference in, or the lack of um, difference rather, and like the barrel and her. Um, like I just can't, guys. I can't. Um, but as Caleb said, that there's you know there's hope if she gets in the barrel in some twisted ridiculous way um so she does but before she gets like completely in um she takes off her ring to leave it knowing that someone would find it like she still has faith in her team to find her um when Caleb asks for her last words she says yeah you're going to be dead long before I am Yep. Like, spoiler alert, she was right, um, as we talked about earlier, and just like, well, knowing what we know now about, like, 301, that, like, Rosalind was the one that was, like, watching this happen, supposedly, mm-hmm. like, but then, like, at the time, Caleb was, like, implying that the cameras were there on the barrel lid so that he yeah. could watch this happen, um, so the barrels kicked down, um, he, you know, is burying Lucy alive in it. Um, the eerie music comes on and she's like pushing on the barrel as he's, as the camera then cuts up um, to him walking away with the shovel. And you just see that like that still shot of like the tree. Yeah. And like the sky, it was just, ugh. it was creepy, but so good. Wonderfully done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so Tim is on the warpath now. Um, like if looks could kill guys, like his look to um, the uh, like smuggler of the contraband through the prison, when he opens the window is like a prime example. Like he is like, I could kill this dude right then and there. Do um, not like another rule of the rookie. Do not get in Tim's way when he is like on the hunt. Like, no. do not, because he will. No. Just don't mess with him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and like Jackson's face when Tim grabs the dude's head and like slams it on the steering wheel. It's like, I didn't find it like funny. Like, funny is not the right word, but like. At the same time, I'm like, Jackson, are you really that naive by now, dude? You should really know that, like, Tim's gonna, you know, like, he cares about Lucy more than other people, so, like, he's gonna do whatever he can. Yeah. Well, that and, like, Jackson was is so close to Lucy, so, I mean, this case had to hurt him, too. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. I liked his line, though. Oh, yeah, the one that I'm gonna talk about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, like, it always makes me, again, I don't know why I find it's not funny, but just, like, the way he delivers the line of, 
you're a mid-level idiot. Like, he just is so blatant and has no regard for this person at all. He's just, it's like a means to an end in a way. Like, Tim just wants, obviously, to get Lucy back. Um, He says, you know, now I'm responsible for a life that is in jeopardy and I will do whatever I have to to save her. He asks the guy if he understands. Um, He's like, you're going to give me that name of the person um, who gave the contraband to Rosalind anyway. And the guy so stupidly asks, why would I do that? And Tim's like- Well, his head is against the steering wheel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like while you could see like how tightly (laughs) Tim was holding onto his head, he's just like, I'm like, dude, really? I mean, I would be like giving him anything and everything at that point. Heck, Tim Bradford to look at me and like just with the like, kind of scary face on and I'd be confessing to crimes that I didn't even commit or something like yeah. honestly mm-hmm. yeah um but he's just like yeah because he's like because if you don't I will pull you inside out like he probably would like he would he was just ready to Tim would know. go to great lengths like he would know no bounds mm-hmm. yeah um so he it cuts over to Angela's saying, you know, they have a no-knock warrant and Tim's going in with SWAT and Jackson to get this um, Jerry person who they think is, you know, involved. He goes in, guns blazing, and like, you know, grabs his guy and is like, where's Lucy? And when he realizes it's not Caleb, who they thought was like, this was another identity he was stealing, which is true, but it's not like Caleb's not there. Um he you know pulls back and is like damn it like they didn't get it um and his like line of and you were our last shot at saving her I was like oh Tim that's so sad like geez um it cuts back over to Lucy she it like she's broken her zip ties and is trying to like hit the barrel lid we see her she's like coughing crying that sad music sets in which always gets me um because it's kind of like she like eventually stops this you know like frenzied um movements that she's doing and she's kind of like realizing like oh this is the situation I'm in like this is not obviously not good but like this could really be like it for her like this is where you know her career ends where her life could end like this could be it um and camera cuts back to tim's face which is perfect in the worst way that it matches you know how lucy's feeling um but he like perks right back up though when jackson comes over and is like we pulled credit card statements that caleb used in jerry's name and Tim, you know, is already, like, talking over Jackson, like, okay, we're gonna, you know, like, go back to the station and run it, and Jackson's like, that's what I was gonna say, but okay. Yeah. Um, like, oh, Tim. Like, like you said, could he be any louder? I don't yeah. think so. Um, and eventually, we cut back over to um, Lucy's in the barrel. Melissa's singing, it's so and obviously beautiful. like yeah it's beautiful but like it's haunting mm-hmm. and like the and that scene. They, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they like overlay it with some of the team going to find her. And that's like the only thing that you hear. Like it's absolute silence besides her voice. Um, like you don't hear the sirens. You see them going as Nolan and Nyla are going up. Um, but you don't hear anything else. And like the line of like stars fading, but I linger on is like, that just like struck me. Cause I was like, oh, like what if she did, you know, like yeah. die or not make it? Like, is that kind of symbolic? Like there had to be a reason why that song was chosen. Um, well, that and like how she kind of, I mean, her voice was like stronger and then like weak as she was singing mm-hmm. Like it went yeah. in and out, and that, like, to me, just like that part of her being in the barrel. I mean, I don't love mm-hmm. it, but like, I don't like her being in the barrel, but that part of the scenes, like, that got me. Right. Yeah. Um, we also see, if, obviously, you guys have seen the episode, but like, if you don't remember, Tim, Jackson, and Angela are going up in the helicopter, um, presumably to get right their in there too. Was oh, it yeah, right in there too? Oh, he, probably. That was in the front seat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, unfortunately, like you hear like complete silence um, as Lucia stops singing, which signals that obviously you know she's no longer conscious or breathing in in the barrel, um, and that's the last we. Well, that's like the last time for right now that we see her in the episode. Um, Cut to, you know, um, was it Nolan that announced that Caleb was dead when Tim? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So like Tim, you know, Jackson, um, Angela Gray and everyone else. Yeah. Um, Come up and, you know, Caleb's dead. They only, you know, they have kind of an idea of where Lucy could be mm-hmm. um Tim couldn't even look at the um thing of Lucy in the barrel like he couldn't yeah. look at the phone yeah. um poor guy um so he it like you know there's a bunch of camera shots of different people looking different places um Tim's the one that finds her ring on the ground he goes to pick it up and kind of kicks around till he hears mm-hmm. like where the barrel should be um he yells at you know I've got her I've got her even when he's offered a shovel he simply passes it along to Jackson and continues to dig with his bare hands well, I am I crying how I liked how like when uh Gray you know had everyone split up like Tim and Jackson stood back and Tim was like he wouldn't bury her close to the house so we have to like go out farther and then mm-hmm. at some point like they did split up so oh, it was yeah. just so perfect yeah oh but like so he's the one that, I mean obviously like everyone's like kind of trying to you know help him get the lid off he's the main one that pulls her out and like back and is laying her down on the ground um I like how they did like I don't really know how to describe it, but you heard like bits and pieces from other people as Lucy yeah. was laying there. Um, so you kind of hear Gray ask if she's breathing. Um, she's not, so he's administering CPR. Again, we have the little, um, I don't know if they're beats. I should know this because I'm a music person um, or I was, but like the music and like the silence otherwise though, um, just, 
wonderfully done. I understand why this scene has over 5 million views on YouTube because it's just so like, yeah, it's just powerful. Like if I had to have one like scene to go tell people like why you should watch the show, that's it. I think that's the scene that that people do use. Like that gif. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, like it's the music, how Mm -hmm. I didn't hear anyone talk, like how it's just the music and it just cuts in and out. And it's like, it almost resembles like a heartbeat or something Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. 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 Um, so like everyone, good camera work again, because like everyone, it kind of cuts over to Mm -hmm. Armstrong cuts over to Nolan like everyone you know cuts over to Gray and Jackson like everyone can see how distraught Tim is over this um she eventually um wakes up his like little I don't know what like he was just like oh like he was like not surprised that she woke up but just like glad that she did um and he's kind of holding her head up she starts to cry so he's pulling her in um and kind of hugging her he looks kind of like he's wanting to cry or like you know going to um people have said that he's like whispering like it's okay or you're all right or things like that I I can never hear them can you hear them no and captions don't pick it up I don't think yeah so I don't know but um that also just reminded me though of um in the IG live that I was watching earlier um apparently Melissa had gotten a bruise on her cheek from um Eric's badge like on his uniform um because of how tightly like Tim you know Tim quote-unquote was hugging Lucy quote-unquote um (laughs) yeah so like that I mean they just like I don't know like Melissa was saying in her IG live of like how like the space was safe you know to like work in and like with and like it was so like everyone was so like great about shooting these scenes and everything like so I'm just glad they did it so well. Melissa and Eric just played these scenes so well like you know I mean from Eric's micro expressions and like just his Mm -hmm. expressions overall to Melissa's just like her uh dedication to the storyline and you know it just this is one of the best scenes and it's clear why it has so many views on youtube and why like when someone says you should watch the rookie like they talk about the scene i literally talked about it over the weekend when i was talking to a friend who um watches some of my other shows but doesn't watch the rookie i was like you should watch the rookie like not just for um like the characters but also for like the storyline especially this one like and yeah so people use this scene I think the most to probably talk about the rookie and like get other people to watch it for sure um but it was just like I don't know Melissa had said that like part of the like like doing all the emotional scenes that they'd already shot um had like kind of gotten to her at that moment so that's why like the tears and stuff were like easy to kind of come to and oh guys it's just so like it's just so much in that wordless scene yeah like there's so much to unpack um 
And so they kind of, the camera pauses on the hug for a, a small moment um, before cutting over to the hospital. Um, Tim is there like a good work husband should be um, by Lucy's bedside waiting for her to wake up. Um, and he like rolls the chair over. She acknowledges that she's reading um, or that he's reading a teen rebel, um, which is some kind of magazine. Um, shows her like a page or something is like, it's about like a quiz about BTS or something. Um, and Tim being ever so clueless is like, what's a BTS? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And Lucy, you know, laughs at that. Like, they're just so cute. <laughs> like, I have, I have no other words besides that. They're just um, yeah and Lucy asks him if he'd been there all night he kind of you know like brushes it off like no no like Mm -hmm. implied like no we haven't um she's kind of like "Mm -hmm." like she doesn't really totally buy it um and then the next question she asks him is how did you find me unfortunately we don't have his answer um because John comes in with the enormous pink bear yeah my goodness um and Jackson comes in later with the flowers um and we had a fan or a listener like you know comment about this because we had to like what do you guys want to hear and uh Paige had said it always bothered me that no one took responsibility for finding Lucy he says it at the end when he brings the pink bear and I always feel upset that he sold him thunder yeah like you just I mean I feel like at times he wants to kind of say like Lucy and I used to date but like he doesn't want to because of his job but I'm just like dude can't you just you have not been sitting with her all night I mean so we can assume like just let Tim have this moment the flowers that Jackson had though were beautiful like beautiful but yeah I mean it just annoyed me with John because I was just like yeah dude yeah um like what I liked though is that it kind of the camera kind of caught that like Tim was like looking back at Lucy as like the rest of them were talking and he just looks at her like she's his whole world like I oh I can't with him um and when Lucy asks if like this is the kind of you know like understanding and like support that she can expect um from all of them tim tim answers for all of them when he says pretty much yeah um which i thought was nice and um yeah so she's hungry she's like yeah i'm starving you know what i really want to eat right now and he just pulls up the freaking bag veggie burger and fries extra pickles like okay tim good job like we see you yeah yeah um I still think that that was like a callback to the um, second episode that they mm-hmm. did like ever um, when Lucy's that's what I think she has at that restaurant place when Tim comes to uh, check up on her. Yeah. And kind of notices that. Um, and then of course the I'm going to call it an iconic line because um, it's what Tumblr hashtags um, Lucy you know looks at him he's like 
You know me so well. Tim looks back at her as equally as smiley and giddy and is like, too well. Like, Uh. if that doesn't sum them up, I don't know what does. Because, like, obviously they shouldn't be, like, as close as they are as, you know, like, normal rookies and training officers or not. But, like, they are. That's that's just the best line like the way that he says too well like so softly that it's almost like a whisper kind of and he's just like his eyebrows kind of raised and he's just like too well like oh yeah that is a t-shirt design right there you know me so well well. all right we should do that um but yeah I mean it's like easy to see why that's like one of the most popular um gifts that people use Mm -hmm too because like both their faces are just that one and then him saving her like doing cpr on her yep um as far as the wopez moments for 211 there weren't a lot because obviously it's um mainly about lucy's ordeal um but we do see at the beginning of the episode that angela and wesley are sitting at the table at their house they're kind of talking about what happened the I'm assuming the night before, um, since I'm assuming it's daytime then. Um, Wesley's like, I know it looks bad. And Angela's like, looks bad? Like she, you know, like couldn't believe that this had happened. Um, Wesley promises her that he's not going to do that again. And that um, Angela's kind of just like, okay, but I'm staying home with you. Like, you know, it's not an optional thing um well until tim calls of course um and then when she hangs up the phone and realizes she needs to come in um wesley was like trying to you know weasel his way out of it of like no i can just stay here and she's like no lucy's in trouble i want you with me so i don't have to worry um and like i just liked wesley's face when he realizes that it's lucy that's in trouble he's like give me one minute like such a selfless man yeah like drop Wesley oh he knew like how much it was affecting her and then in turn how much it was gonna affect everyone else so he was like I'm not even gonna put up a fight here like I'm going yeah um and like random side note that's really not that important but like their outfits when they walk into the precinct are like both so good like Mm -hmm. Wesley's in like the leather jacket kind of looking um thing and like Angela has the you know the t-shirt with the blazer and the ponytail and everything like they just yeah yeah they just look so good I'm like power couple I love them yeah um (laughs) this is where um Tim's hilarious quip of what's your tolerance level for cranks and ass hats wasting your time Wesley's like I'm a public defender so that answers that question yeah and Wesley takes over answering the tip line with Jackson um and then like the way he responds to that one phone call because he's like you know Lucy did not time travel or you know transport herself into this wedding photo and he's like because physics like he he was just he had had enough he was so done with that conversation um and then we also get to see that Wesley has um he's the person that John asked for help um with finding out who was running the contraband through the central California women's uh facility yeah and 
that's kind of the well for right now anyway the last time we see Wesley um the next time we see Angela she's the one that picks up Lucy's photo that Caleb left for them to find that said you know now I have two cops um I don't know why but like that kind of like I don't know if it was because she just wasn't in uniform but it kind of reminds me of like now how she's a detective you know like um I think maybe she wasn't in uniform like she's not I felt like that outfit was kind of casual like the blazer dressed it up but yeah it was definitely like foreshadowing and like plain clothes Angela I liked it yeah um Wesley again helps out um he's combing through Rosalind's biographical data to try and see if there's any connection because he figures if Caleb is so obsessed with her then maybe he's keeping Lucy somewhere that's connected to Rosalind Mm -hmm. um Angela's the one that is helping Tim and Jackson sift through the credit card statements and stuff and she like finds the you know the farmhouse is in Kern County so they have to like you know go 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 like that's where they got to go to get Lucy um and so obviously like we said Lucy's found everyone's okay on that um front and then the last time we see uh Angela and Wesley he's you know adjusting his tie again like he's I'm assuming it's a new day or a different I don't know I would assume different time obviously um he's getting ready for work and he's actually going this time because helping helping to find Lucy gave him a serious sense of like perspective that like he can't do it alone like he can use some help it's okay um I like the song that was playing in the background I don't know if it's actually called come rain come shine but like those were like the lyrics and I thought it was kind of fitting for like what he's going through um again not important but I need to know where Angela got her like leopard it was a topper or robe or something Mm -hmm. gotta know it was just so good um and like Wesley in the suit too like they're just a stylish couple yeah guys like they're just so they just really are um and so last thing think about how they're gonna dress their baby oh my gosh if it's a boy can he please wear little suits my god and Angela puts like little bow ties or something on him I can't I can't do it oh my gosh and if it's a girl though like she's gonna be like dressed like so badass though like no like super frilly right no (laughs) she might have like the occasional like romper but it's gonna like be black or something like not like a fun Mm -hmm. color yeah Yeah. now Um, I need it and I just reminded myself that Angela and her baby are both kidnapped so there's that okay well Yeah. happier times for Wopez was at the end of that up of 211 they kiss and like all seems to be better for them um thank goodness yeah. although apparently it doesn't stay that way for very long because now it stayed that way for like a season and a half yeah but still yeah yeah um but did we have any other notes on this up on these episodes? I mean, they were a lot. It was very like Tenford heavy. Yeah. No. And this is definitely, I mean, I can't speak for all the Tenford shivers, but I feel like this is these are like the episodes that as much as it like hurts to watch because it's like Lucy in pain and like in trouble. It's right. just like we get so much Tenford content, like crumbs. 
and it's just one of the best like episodes for the chenford fandom or shifter so but you can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts um we would love to hear them like we don't just watch the rookie i know we've mentioned it before you know we watch other shows so you know if you want to talk to us about any shows that we're watching like by all means because like it's hiatus season like we're coming up on all of these shows ending so Mm -hmm. finale week is like painful but we'll also be watching like other shows during hiatus along with uh re-watching the rookie so you can also yeah. find us individually on Twitter too. I'm at jstark804. And I am at Carrie Hyman. And like we mentioned before, we do have March. So make sure to check out our T Public store. I know they're like always having sales too. So if yeah, you want- it's linked in our Twitter. So if you follow yeah. us on Twitter, it's, it's linked there. Yep. Um, and then like, if you don't see it or something like just tweet at us and we can share the link but um you know like if you want some merch for the rookie to kind of get prepped for season four or for rewatches or whatever like you know go ahead and get it we'll be putting up some new designs soon and trying to figure some out um and trying to figure out like how to do a few so yeah so um and our plan for next week is to take a break for the holiday and just kind of regroup but we'll be on twitter too so you know, getting ready for that rewatch event that's going to start. Yeah. So just come like talk to us on there because yeah. we can talk about any and all episodes. Because we also love to talk. I'm like, we, we, we're nice and we just want to be like BFS with everyone. So <laughs> yeah, totally. But, um, that's it for now. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Go get them, boo.